Well, we're going to jump right in at the Career Pro Inc. podcast. John O'Connor here with Dana Gower. Dana, say hello. Good morning, everyone. Well, they don't want to know what time it is. We could be in the. It could be the middle of the night. Yeah, that's you just, true. You just never know. Good you mor- never know when we're recording Good these things. Good morning from 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, all right. On Thursday, right. September 23rd. You're giving us away. You're giving us away. <laughs> all right, let's get right into the topic. We're going to talk about the three Ds. You're going to go over those. But the situation that we're in today is that there are a lot of job openings. You see the macro announcements from the Department of Labor right down to most people's states, unless you're in a real rural county or little small town and there aren't a lot of opportunities near you, you may not see this. But in general, there are so many job openings. Today, we're looking at maybe 11 to 14 million and there are not enough people to fill those jobs. So people think that sometimes that come to us through outplacement that we're working with, we're doing consulting with, in the career services end, and they think, well, I just don't know why I'm not getting hired. I mean, I I should just be able to send out a resume. I mean, there's so many job openings. So there's, well, let's just go into the three Ds. Well, it really boils down to these three things, uh, disparity, dilemma, and discord. All right, we're going to jump right into those. But the disparity is what? How do you see it? And then I want to, I want to paint a picture a little bit about the disparity that's out there between these two ideas. That there are job openings. I should just be able to get a job. It, it can't be that hard. So, what's the disparity? In well, your I mind? think in a lot of cases the disparity is that um, <clears throat> there's just not a good matching system, believe it or not, despite technology improvements. There's not a good matching system for matching up people to jobs. Those people that have certain skills uh, that may be very, uh, very, uh, very eligible, but for some reason doesn't always make it through the applicant tracking system. And, uh, and, and I think that's primarily the biggest disparity. Well, the, there are there are problems because in your mind it's just like a cognitive dissonance (laughs) we'll stay with the the, these we've already picked but the disparity is is exactly what you said it's this that these applicant tracking systems are used the go-between if not it could be a it could be someone in recruiting it could be a third-party recruiter it could be a first-line recruiter who basically all they're really doing is getting the resumes organized and maybe they're doing first round interviews sort of the the quick check on technical skills and many people uh, get very frustrated. There's a real disparity, and and people come to us with this frustration. They'll send out a resume, and within minutes or moments or less than an hour, it gets kicked back with a form letter that says, "Thank you very much for your application to X company for the this position." And it's form written. How could they possibly? How could a human even read through a one or two page resume and and, and potentially a cover letter or some statement? So that creates a lot of anger, upsetness, uh, and in the minds of people in search, when they feel like, you know, I hit eight or nine, I feel, of the 10 qualifications, or a lot of them, I should at least be included in an interview. So what are some of the stories that you've heard out there that might uh, paint even a clearer picture of this disparity that goes on? If people are frustrated, that's what we're talking about today. Well, if you break down the hiring process, for a typical corporation, okay, 
Where does it start? Well, it starts with an opening in a certain department working for a supervisor, manager, or a director. And that person, that hiring manager, has to work through the HR department uh, to, in order to fill that position. And the HR department says, look, give us a job description, we'll get it posted in the appropriate places, and we will source some names for you to consider. Mm -hmm. Now, what I experienced as an HR manager uh, in corporate America, Fortune 500 for many years, is that the last thing that those directors and managers like to do is write job descriptions. So often they would take a cut and paste situation, throw it at me. I'd try to edit it as best I could to get it down to a uh, reasonable offer description for good candidates and but you know honestly it's hush, hustle 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 get it out there get it posted give me some names so right from the very beginning I found a fallacy often and I'm not saying this happens in every case some companies have gotten better at writing these things but you know I, oftentimes there's a disconnect right there in terms of what they're looking for so the second piece is most major companies do have a applicant, formal applicant tracking system. There are many different ones out there. And they insist today, for legal reasons primarily, that all candidates must be sifted through that. Even candidates that are referred by employ fellow employees or outsiders to the job. You've got to get into the system. And that system is looking basically at keywords. So you might be entirely qualified, but if you left out one key word in your resume and your job search is primarily through this system, guess what? You are in potential trouble right from the beginning. And the disparity too is in that situation where that group or committee is building these, these ads or job descriptions from maybe a hiring manager, but other people get involved and may, they may throw in some things too that might not be that important to the job. But only the person who's really needing that hire, hire might know the things that they could leave out and things they can leave in. So a lot of these job descriptions or these postings get posted with almost like an ideal, we want this ideal person. They can cook and wash and clean and fold your clothes and take care of your kids and do it you know they're just they become almost superhuman and their expectations are so high they want this ideal situation so there's a lot of disparity going on between the people on the inside in terms of the job description because the applicant assumes humans are reading this, you build your resume, you even send it through their keyword systems that, that rank your resume and you do that maybe and hopefully you're working with a professional writer to, to pull these things off but it's an inexact science because of all these things that are going on in the in the kind of in just the, in the development of these ads and so it is very frustrating now, what can we do to jump back, jump into this and talk a little bit more about the dilemma that people face when they're really up against it? All right, we've defined the disparity, but what about the dilemma? Well, there's actually one other disparity too, John, I might throw into the Please. fold that you and I talked about previous, have talked about previously, particularly uh, during COVID, okay? We've been through this period of time. Guess what? The, some of the first people uh, terminated, laid off were when COVID struck. Recruiters. 
So these corporate recruiters, many of them lost their jobs, and of course a lot of other people did do. But then when, the, uh, when, when things started to come back in force with hiring in mass, uh, beginning around July of this year, guess what they didn't have in place? And a big recruiting staff. So they were relying even more on some of the systems and mechanisms. Now, when they do bring back recruiters, and there are a lot of qualified recruiters out there, but when they did bring them back, you know, some of the put, put in some cases, we know that they put in play people didn't have a lot of recruiting experience. So even if you made it through the applicant tracking system, and even, even you know, fast forward to today, you might make it through. But if you're dealing with an inexperienced recruiter, you know, he or she may not be trained to the degree that they need to be to fully analyze your application. Therefore, you're not going to be one of those three or four or five that are passed on to the hiring manager. Mm -hmm. I think that's excellent. The definition of a dilemma is a situation where there's no clear, easy choice or answer. Let me take this from the point of view of the people recruiting. It's kind of the, when you're a job seeker, they feel like the enemy or the target or the people you can't get through. They sometimes in some of these roles, even despite the fact there are a lot of job openings, they, a lot of times if you're posting on LinkedIn and you're an employer or Indeed or any of these sites, or you're paying to get resumes, which you can do today through through ZipRecruiter and all these other ones, even Glassdoor, you're, you can get 10, 20, 50, 100, 200 resumes. So they don't know how to separate people. So often they do it with simple things like four-year degrees or technical skills or years of experience. Maybe they can start doing that and putting that in the applicant tracking system, but that's imperfect. It doesn't tell you how much desire a person has, how able they are to learn, how capable they are to solve problems or get along with others. Sometimes those soft skills get just thrown right under the bus. So a lot of our clients have been hired and it's been talked about during the interview that they brought up and were hired not just on those things that they may have been even outranked in those in the resume, but the hiring manager found out, oh, you have some other things that will be really valuable on this team. We're willing to forego the fact that you don't have Tableau software experience, for example, but your capacity to learn because we've gotten to know you. Well, how do you do that on this applicant tracking system? That's a big dilemma. And so there's no clear or easy choice. It becomes clear when you meet the person, you get to know them fully, but they have to make a decision. So from the point of view of the interviewer or the ad person or the people recruiting, they've got to separate people. They can't, you can't bring in 100 people. It'd be a complete waste of time. And with the modified COVID situation we've got going on, recruiters are out of their home or out of their apartment. They're not all in an office. You can't just invite people in to meet them. You got to do a Zoom or a Microsoft Teams. So there is a dilemma from the point of view of the person applying, it's like, do I try to network first? Do I just send out connection requests on LinkedIn and talk to someone when I see an ad? What if they don't respond? A lot of times they don't respond. What do you do? So there in lies the problem and the frustration. What would you say to talk about the dilemma when there's no clear, easy choice? What would you add to that? Well, I think that the other aspect of a real dilemma for you as a, let's say you're a really good, solid candidate for a certain job. 
And to John's point about the systems, the technology, the remoteness, and all these things we've covered about as part of the disparity, um, last week I was uh, attended a panel discussion with the HR executives, and they said, as far as hiring on the soft skill side, the number one thing they look for is personal initiative. Hmm. So my question to you, John, is, you know, if people are, are like acting like sheep and just submitting to the systems resumes and hoping for a different outcome you know how 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 do you show personal initiative with that how does that come through in the the to me the easy answer and it's not easy to get this across that's why it's such a dilemma uh, because it's it's hard to get that across to the hiring decision maybe but you tell stories you have to tell the stories in your documents tell the story and when you introduce yourself, tell the story to who will listen, tell the story to a human being. It's harder to tell it through a computer uh, but you or through the ATS system. So networking isn't just shaking hands, meeting people, especially not today. It might be a connection or an endorsement or someone that's introduced you. They know how to talk about what you've done in the past, those stories and what you could bring to the table to help drive revenue or reduce costs or some of the things that companies are interested in right away from you. Solving problems, taking initiative as you said. There are ways to get that message across but it is human to human, one-to-one -one contact, making connections and also telling the story. So I think we're going to jump right into Discord. Are we, are we ready for that yet? Should we talk about that? I know we're just probably bringing up more of the frustrating situations <laughs> than we are giving all the answers. Well, let's cover this but we are gonna, quickly and then get yeah. into maybe some ideas so there of we go. how people can overcome these obstacles. How's that? Yeah, a simple definition of, of discord is a lack of harmony between persons, things, or ideas. It indicates conflict. So where do you see that come into play? I see it a lot in the frustration of people. It's kind of like dilemma only taken further. How do you, do you talk about? We think there's a discord in the market. That's why we think we're here a lot of times. It's companies lay off and they think, well, people, it'd be easy to get a job. There's a lot of jobs out there. Not always true, as we said from the beginning. And people that see this disparity between the amount of jobs that are out there and it's the difficulty of getting the ideal role that's where we are. So it causes discord amongst the brethren, amongst many. How would you add to the discord? Theme? Well, I think if you're an economist at the Department of Labor, then yeah, hey, there's tons of job openings and there's tons of applicants, so it should work its way out, right? Maybe a little bit of skills training and that kind of thing. But we know that you are not a, you don't want to be a statistic and you don't want to be thought of in that way because you're a human being with thoughts, emotions, families, finances, and everything else that comes into play. So when you're in this personal discord, it's so much different than what you might be reading about from the academic journals saying, hey, this is, you know, just get, just get a job. Mm -hmm. Well, the, I think a problem also comes up with people who are in career transition. Whether you have a job with some of our executives and, and others, they're either finishing out a role, they know they're going to be let go, or they're, they've elected to stealthy search. There is a discord because it, this should be easier. With all these jobs, it just should be easier. So it creates conflict. And I think a lot of times that conflict comes in your mind. You start 
reaching and thinking, oh, it's just my resume. It's my LinkedIn. It's my lack of ability to maybe say the right things on a call or an interview or a networking. Yes, all those things are things that we work on with people, right? Uh -huh. But if you don't have some kind of peacefulness with yourself and remove the discord in how you approach things, people can pick up on that tension. If, so we advocate things. Here's, we're starting to get to some ideas here uh, that we think will help people. Just defining the problem hopefully helps. But we try to get people in more of a what I would call a career harmony where they, they have harmonized. Sometimes this dilemma and disparity and discord should create in you a situation where you go, you know what, maybe I'm not just looking for this title or this job or this amount of money. Maybe that's part of it, but maybe I'm looking for a certain environment with certain people and the kind of people that I wanna be around. Maybe what it takes to get a job isn't always just hammering resumes out there, making 25 more re connection requests on LinkedIn. But it's taking time to understand who you are, how you think, reading, volunteering, doing things that will put your spirit, your physical body, your mind in more of a harmony with the world of work. And maybe that means a career change. We've had people that I call one of our, our success stories who have missed an opportunity and kept beating their head against the wall, but then came in and found something different that, that paid them less but in two years, they were back to the money they were making and they changed careers. If they didn't have this discord and this dilemma and these problems, they never would have reconsidered. They would have just kept doing what they're doing. So how would you talk about the discord? And let's start giving some people some hope here before we finish out in a couple minutes. <clears throat> well, the discord can also result in emotional ups and downs. And what you know, if you've been in job search for a while, you know exactly what I mean. You get these false leads, you think there's opportunity, and wham, something happens and it goes away. You get discouraged uh, often uh, with a lot of those rejections. And you kind of get to get up and, and, and start anew with a new fresh attitude that just because that happened, maybe that was meant to be. And maybe there's a much better, and oftentimes we see this, uh, and we all know this as business people, as job seekers, that when one door shuts, another one opens. And, and I've seen throughout my career, and John, career pro for 30 plus years now, we've seen that time and time again, where those doors that got shut were there, they're almost like a blessing in dis disguise often that is leading you to the more correct job and opportunity for yourself. Yeah, I've had people and can think of many examples of this, but just where they were close, they almost got the ideal job, but maybe it took a month longer or a couple months longer and they found through networking, someone noticed their ability. Uh, they weren't the top candidate for a job, but they still got hired into an environment where they could thrive. It wasn't just the job title, it was the environment, the new set of people that they might not have otherwise had had they not gone through the, some of this pain we're talking about when we think, hey, the whole problem is the applicant tracking system. Let's blame that. Let's blame, you know, I'm mad that I didn't you know, get this certification, blame that. Well, I'm mad that, you know, some of the people around me aren't helping me enough. And, and, you know, maybe this job search isn't working. That's kind of the wrong attitude. Getting in harmony with yourself, getting a clear picture of maybe what you want, and especially the environment you want to be in and where you want it, where you can and 
should thrive and getting around people that will encourage and help you through these ups and downs, I think that's what we hope for our clients is that we'll, they will find this career harmony. And yes, there's dilemmas. There are obstacles we have to go through in the job search. We know what they are, but there are many ways around those. What hope would you give people as we close out? Well, I can tell you one thing in helping career pro clients for many years as a former HR guy, um, as someone who runs a career network through uh, my uh, church affiliation, um, hanging in there, staying tough, uh, having some assistance uh, professionally uh, can also make a, a big difference, I've seen, um, and, and having a support system you know, formally or informally, can all make a huge difference in your, in your job search life. And really, if you're facing these disparities, this discord, this kind of internal dilemma, and you're seeing the problems of the world, realize there is harmony to this. You can find a situation because I love it when we follow up with our clients and I'll end with this is six months later, 12 months later after we've helped people or they've come out of outplacement, we've placed someone, we've, we've done some coaching with them and assisted them. I might ask them, well, hey, how's it going? You know what? It's going great. He goes, I just remember one of our clients even last week said, you know, I can't believe last year kind of just how much anxiety I had and now I'm in a way different place. That's what we find out. Six months into it, three months into it, a year later, you'll look back at this time of discord and, dis and <laughs> dilemmas and disparities and realize, hey, this happened for a reason. I'm glad I got help. Build the relationships now that you need to build. Look for the good, positive environments. Get help. Be thankful for the people around you who are cheering you like us. And Dana, last word. Well, um, you know, you can do it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. It sounds like the, maybe the sports coach, but you can do it. No matter where, what stage you're in, early stage, late stage of the job search, uh, build out a strategic plan. Uh, many of the things John talked about, uh, you know, all, all will result in a, usually a better, faster, easier outcome for yourself.